0: Welcome to the R Empowerment Podcast. Today, we're gonna discuss your very first management job. So stick around to learn a few tricks and tips of the trade. Thank you for joining us today. My name's Keith and I'll be your host. Today we're talking about something really exciting. Your promotion into management. You may be managing 10 people or 100 people. Either way, it's a brand new field and lots to learn. And I think that's one of the first things that are really important to remember is you're constantly learning. I know with my first management job, I started reading about management. Any book that I get my hand to on just to become a better manager. Because the reality to me is you're not born with management skills. Managing is difficult. It has its highs and its lows and you really need to hone your skill. Just like a baseball player becomes better at batting or a football player becomes better at throwing. You have to become better at what you do. I know my first job I was really excited about and I thought I was going to be this great manager. That it was just going to come naturally to me and the reality is it didn't. I had high staff turnover, people were unhappy. No matter how hard I tried, I just wasn't a good manager. It took me stepping back, doing some research, reading, and really learning how to become a manager for me to become effective. I'm happy to report that my staff turnover went way down once I really started focusing on managing, and I think people enjoyed working for me. So, here's a few things that I learned, and I hope you get something out of it too. First, as I started with, you're never done learning. It's so important, either about the field that you're in or about management. Always keep reading. Keep researching. If that's listening to podcasts like this or if it's reading traditional books, there's a ton of information out there. And the more you know, the better of a manager you're going to be. The next part about learning is you have some learning to do about your job. You may want to come in and start immediately making changes to whatever department you're in. But slow down. Take a step back. Learn what your responsibilities are and talk to your employees. Find out what changes need to be made, if any, and find out what worked for the previous manager. The previous manager may have been absolutely loved because on Tuesday he brought cupcakes in or on Wednesday she always let everyone wear tie-dye socks. Whatever the case might be, there were some things that were probably working, so find out what they are as well as what weren't working. And the best place to do this is through the employees that have been there. Just listen to them they'll appreciate it and you'll gain their trust and respect this way. I always suggest giving it 30 days before making any big changes. Now, you may have to make some minor changes before then just so that it works out, but sit back and relax as much as you can in those first 30 days. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is your promotion itself. Maybe you are working with the people that are now your subordinates and that's perfectly okay. Or, Maybe in your past job, you were really friendly and social with everyone. Going out drinking, having a good time. You were just one of the guys or girls. And that was okay, too. But as a manager, your role slightly changes. You have to be ready to discipline people as well as praise people at a moment's notice. And often being someone's drinking buddy or gossip friend makes it a little bit hard to do that. So you want to make sure that you're still social, you're still friendly, but you need to step back a little tiny bit. For example, you can't gossip about the other employees anymore, even if that was something you used to do with friends. And if you have friends on staff, you need to draw a line between your work self and the person that's off the clock. If you have friends at the company you accepted the position of manager at, make sure you make crystal clear expectations of how your friendship's going to work inside and outside of work. Maybe it's a title they're supposed to call you within work, or stories are not supposed to tell the other employees. Either way, having crystal clear expectations between you and now your current supervisees will make life a lot better, and it'll keep your friendship as well as your job. But with all that being said, it's still okay to be social. I always enjoyed talking to my employees, finding out about them, finding out what was going on in their life. I'd even go out to eat with them occasionally after work, but I never went to the bars. So what they would do is we would meet after work. We'd all hang out for a little bit. We would talk and chat. And then I would leave and they would drink and do whatever employees do, most likely complain about their boss. But that's okay. It was their time. I was still social. I still made myself a human. But I also gave them their space. And I thought that was really important. Everyone's line and level of comfort in this is going to be completely different. I had some bosses that had no desire to be social whatsoever and I... I still liked them. And I had other bosses that were way more social than I ever was with my employees. And that was fine too. I respected them. It's a fine line that you're going to find, but once you do, your employees are going to appreciate it and it's going to make life a lot easier. One of the things that I learned as a manager is what you do changes. If you're a server or a frontline staff, your job was always to take care of the customer, the customer first. But as a manager, that changes. Your job is now to take care of your employees, and often the paperwork and expectations from above get in the way of that, and it's your job as a manager to make sure it does not It may require some extra time, but keeping your employees happy and supported is going to make the company and your life a lot better. To do this, I have a few suggestions. First, and maybe my biggest pet peeve, is whatever you tell your employees you need to do. Period. If you say you're going to do something, just do it. It gets a lot of respect from employees when you do follow through, especially frontline staff because they're used to hearing from management that X, Y, and Z are going to happen and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. So make sure you follow through. And whenever an employee does come to you to talk to you, make sure you listen. At first, this was something I was really bad about. People would come into my office and would just kind of talk at me, and it would kind of bounce off the walls, and I would hear some of it. As I became a better manager, what I started to do was put down my pen, my paper, my cell phone, or my computer, make eye contact, and just listen. There's a really cool training called Listen First if you get the opportunity to take it, but basically what you want to do is be engaged in the conversation. If you need to, repeat it back to them to make sure that you understand, and be present always be present ask questions ask clarifying statements do whatever you do to make sure that they know that you're listening another important thing that managers need to do is to be prepared to help often our frontline staff can get very overwhelmed with things that are going on it might be a rush a deadline or whatever the case might be they want their manager to step up and help even if it's just for five or ten minutes or sometimes step up and do the dirty work let's be honest Every job has that one or two items everyone hates to do. Maybe it's a customer came in and threw up and someone needs to clean it up. Or maybe it's cleaning the bathrooms after the shift. The reality is every job has something gross. And it's not your job as a manager to do it every day or every time. But it's important that as a manager you step up and occasionally do the dirty work with a smile on your face. It's going to make the employees respect you because you're willing to help out and they'll be happy because they don't have to do it for once. Another tip I have for you is leave your office and walk around as much as you possibly can. Now, every job has different levels of paperwork and it's going to be more reasonable sometimes to walk around than others, but you need to do it at least at the beginning of your shift, the end of your shift, and a couple times in between. We know that you're going to go to the bathroom at some point, so make a trip around your department just to see what's going on. This is a great chance just to check in with your employees, see how things are going, and help them in any way you can. You'll be amazed the respect you earn by just talking to them and being visible. Plus, it'll be great customer service because if you see something that's broke, you can fix it. If you see trash, you can pick it up and... If you see that there's a large backup and checkout, you can step up and help. It's going to improve your employee morale as well as your customer satisfaction. So, get out there, walk around, and do it. It will truly be worth your time and effort. And I know what you're thinking, or will be thinking. Keith, I have so much to do. There's paperwork and deadlines, and I've got to get next week's schedule out. And you're right. Those things are all there, and they all exist. But you're going to spend more time replacing staff than you would ever spend just walking around for five or ten minutes. So, as I said, just do it. Walk around, keep your staff happy, keep your customers happy, and life will be good. Now, another thing you can do when you walk around is over-communicate, and that is such an important skill to have, because employees are often lost in what's going on. You've sat through meetings, had emails, talked to your boss several times, and you know what's going on. But often our employees below us feel powerless because they don't. There's rumors and gossip, and things are significantly worse than they really are. So when out, when you're out walking around, talk to your employees. Tell them what corporate is saying. Tell them what your boss are saying. And don't forget to praise them. And that might be the most important thing you can take away from this podcast. Praise, 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 praise. Keep telling your employees how great they are because if you don't, they'll find someone and another employer that will. We often lose our best employees because they don't feel appreciated. Some of our weaker links or weaker employees are the ones that take up our most time. And our employees that are all-stars end up kind of being ignored. So make sure you take the time. Every chance that you can, every single day, to walk up to your strong employees and thank them. Now, you can do this in several ways. It can be just a formal thank you, or it can be a small gift. When I was a manager, I actually had a budget with my wife. And in our budget, we had employee appreciation. Every month, I would have X amount of dollars just to do little things for my employees. If that's bringing them coffee in the morning because they had to work a morning shift or a candy bar in the afternoon. I always tried to find unique ways to thank people. And honestly, food was an easy way to do it. It might be a little bit different if you work in a restaurant industry, but in childcare, we don't get to leave for breaks to eat very often. So I always found that bringing food in was a huge, huge benefit to employees and that they loved it. So, make sure you thank your employees, find a way to do it, or they'll find another job. However, on the other side of things, employees aren't perfect. Even your best employees are going to make mistakes. And that's okay. That's my job as a manager, to correct those mistakes, to make them a stronger employee. It's a completely different beast than the way you thank them. When you criticize people, it's embarrassing to do in front of a large group of people, or even out on the floor. So make sure if you have some negative feedback or, even worse, a reprimand, to do it privately. Pull them aside where no one can hear them and tell them. Giving negative feedback doesn't always have to be a bad thing. In fact, employees appreciate knowing how they're doing. So if you have something to say, tell them. I think one of the worst things in the world is when an employee gets their yearly review and a manager stands up and says, here are 20 things you did throughout the year that I didn't tell you about. I think that's sad. I think employees, when they go into an employee review, should know exactly what they're walking into. Employees should never be surprised about any criticism that you have during a review. So if there's a problem, you need to address it then and you need to follow up with it as well. So that way, when it comes time for a review or hopefully their promotion, nothing will be a surprise to them. They will know exactly how you feel, the mistakes that they've made, and what their strengths are it's going to make them a better employee. It's going to make the evaluation process go a lot smoother. And hopefully, it'll keep a happy employee because they know how much you appreciate them. Another way to show appreciation to employees is through training. Research has shown that most employees want additional training outside their current job. So, offer it to them. It's going to keep employees around a lot longer and make for better employees. Remember, Nobody is perfect at their job. We all have faults and training helps us become better. And when we're better, our customers are happier. And that's really what we're seeking, right? Happier customers, more profit for the company. So training is actually an investment in your company, not just an investment in the person. I hear all the time, if I train them, they're just going to leave and go somewhere else. And although that's a risk, the reality is before they go somewhere else, they're going to make customers a thousand times more happy. They're going to make your company more money. And let's be honest, the main reason people leave their job is because they're unhappy, not because they're overqualified or had too much training. So focus on keeping your employees happy and keeping them well-trained You'll have a thousand times happier customers than you would if you just settled for the minimum. Well, it's hard to believe, but that brings me to the end. Now, this subject has so much to talk about. This is truly just the tip of the iceberg. And to be honest, I'm not really an expert in it. So I suggest finding someone that is. There are tons of great podcasts out there and books to read. So find one and really start honing your skills. As I said, Lee Cockrell is one of my absolute favorite authors and podcasters. He has so much insight on becoming a manager and management skills. It'll blow your mind. I know it certainly did mine. So check him out or find your own person. But either way, keep learning, keep reading, because it's so important. From all of us here at Our Empowerment, thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's always the darkest just before someone turns on the light.